Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbard Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is October 9th, 2020, which means I'm on day 300 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. First up on the 300th episode agenda, folks, I got to give a birthday shout out to one of my favorite people of all time, Tara Martinez. This girl is amazing. I've actually known her since I was like 13 or 14 years old. It's crazy to think about. For like 20 years, I've known this girl and I absolutely have nothing but love for her. She is so amazing. She's a fantastic mother, an amazing friend, beautiful. I mean, she has the face of a model like no matter what. I mean, I could just stare at her beautiful face all day. She's absolutely stunning. Not to mention, she is just genuinely a great individual, like somebody who who just makes you feel good when you talk to them. Always lifting people up, never putting people down. You absolutely deserve the most amazing B-Day shout-out, Tara. You are so great in every way. I respect you. I got so much love for you. I miss you to death. I hope I get to see you soon. If you're ever in SoCal, you better look me up. Happy birthday to you. Have a fantastic day. You absolutely deserve it. I got to bring up this story. I bring up a lot of stories similar to this where something goes viral that somebody did that was really nice and it comes back to, you know, give them a gift of some kind. And so I'm going to do another. And this time it's about a young man who was working at McDonald's where a woman came in looking frustrated and distraught, having taken her kids to their soccer game all day. And she was a mother of multiple kids. She was just dealing with stressful stuff going on. She was supposed to make them a a special dinner that they wanted, but they ran out of time and they were being ornery little kids like they always are. And so she decided, all right, uh, I'm going to give you guys a treat. We, We don't normally do this. We'll go to McDonald's. So she goes up to the counter. She gets their order. She tells the the clerk the order, just, you know, looking stressed out of her mind. And then at the end of the order, she realizes she forgot her purse. She doesn't even have it on her. She was driving without it, so she wasn't driving with a license. And she has no way to pay for the McDonald's food. So she just tells the guy, she's like, hey, you know what? Never mind. I, I've had a terrible day and it's about to get worse. I forgot my purse and I have no money to pay for this food so uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna head out and and the guy says you know what wait a minute without even question the worker at mcdonald's pulls out his debit card of his back pocket swipes it and pays for the lady and her kids meals no questions asked you know didn't even think twice about it just did the good deed because he's a good person and he had his wwjd bracelet on that day telling him what Jesus would do. Now, I got love and respect for this kid for doing that. I mean, that's amazing. Good for you, sir. And the lady did not forget about this good deed. In fact, she went 
and created a GoFundMe account for this guy because of this good deed that he did. And this seems like a trend, you know, creating a GoFundMe account for people who do good deeds and stuff like that. Anyways, it raised $35,000 for this dude who did a good deed while he was working at McDonald's. I mean, that is incredible. This is an inspiration, and when people hear this and read this story, they need to realize good deeds pay off. Good karma comes back to you. When you choose out of your busy day to stop and help someone else who's in need, it will pay dividends, whether it's actual money, in this case, or whether it just gets paid forward and that person then does a good deed for somebody else because they feel that they owe it to society for what you've done for them. It's worth it. Do it. This is how we should all live. This kid set the example. Let's follow it and do some good deeds for our fellow man and women. Just using the term fellow man. And, you know, let's make this world a better place together. A man with heart problems, who is from the mid-south, they call it, where, you know, he's not fully from the south, but he still eats that type of a, you know, a, a diet that's high in cholesterol, high in fat. Well, this man, at the ripe young age of 33, had so much issues with his heart that right now he has a battery as a heart instead. Yes. Not to be confused with a pacemaker that is built in and keeps your own heart pumping. This man instead has no heart inside his body right now. A procedure that's only been done to around 12 people ever was just done on this man whose heart was failing him after he had a major heart attack a couple years ago and another heart attack very recently. He was fed up. His heart was giving out completely, and he's waiting for a donor. And in the meantime, the doctors decided there was no chance his heart was going to hold out until he gets a donor. They have one chance to save his life, and that is an artificial heart with things that just pump blood constantly through his ventricles without a live tissue human heart in there instead and runs on a battery which is connected to tubes that go out of his chest into a little box that hangs around a little, you know, strap that he puts around his shoulder and walks around with and has to keep it charged or he'll die. Now, I know a lot of us think, oh, I am so obsessed with my cell phone. If I don't keep it charged, I will just die. You know, that's a saying I've heard people say. Well, this guy literally has to keep this box charged or he will die because it runs his artificial heart. That's crazy to me. He actually went to Tennessee to get this procedure done from a hospital that specializes in heart procedures like this. And it was a success so far. He feels that he is he's feeling fine. He's feeling great, although he's looking skinny and... You can tell he definitely has some sort of medical issues going on. He's pale, 
But this individual has has been looking at the bright side and the fact that he's still alive because he has seven kids aging 13 to 25 and six grandkids. And his wife and he have been together for years. They are still madly in love. I think this is a miracle story. I'm seriously mind blown that we've reached a point in technology where you can just have a fake heart connected to a box outside of your body that you can just charge up each night to make sure you stay alive. I mean, all I know is I better have the best battery in there ever made. I'm talking a battery that will not fail at night when I'm asleep, that will just not get overcharged and like, you know, burn out or anything. I mean, I, I don't know that I feel confident in any battery company enough to know that it's going to run my heart. But this guy is hanging in there. He needs a donor. If somebody knows somebody who passed away recently and has a perfect heart that can be donated to this guy, I mean, look it up. Find him. Get it to him. He needs it. I think this is a an incredible story. Just truly miraculous. And it gives me hope that when one of our organs fail, if we got enough money, we can just get an artificial version of that organ implanted into our bodies with a tube that sticks out into a battery. And as long as we keep it charged, we are good to go. You knew it was going to happen. I'm going to do something special on today's episode of the Peter Gibbett Podcast because it is my 300th episode in 300 days. I still can't believe I've reached this point. Uh, it has been a struggle. There are days where I wake up and I have something immediately to do, and it's just merely impossible for me to record an episode, and yet I've had it, I've done it, and I've made it happen for your enjoyment. So today, also for your enjoyment, I'm going to name off and describe, if you've never heard of these movies or shows before, which is crazy to me, my five favorite comedy movies of all time and my five favorite comedy TV shows of all time. I'm telling you, this is a hard list to create because I have so many favorites. I'm a funny guy. You know, I already know that. There's no doubt if you know me, I have made you laugh at least about something. Whether it's the way I look, whether it's the way I talk, or whether it's the actions I take on a daily basis that made you laugh. Either way, comedies have definitely influenced my life the most. You know, I'm also an action flick guy. I like sci-fi too, dramas, all that stuff. Really don't like romance movies. Just don't like them. Waste of my time. Don't like them. But comedies. My five favorite comedy movies of all time. On top of that list... Number one, Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy is all around the most solid and hilarious movie for me I've ever seen. A lot of people have never even seen this movie. And you know what? If you have not, that's fine. Forget I said anything. Or if you have not, you need to watch this movie. It is so funny. If you like video games, which I do, if you like smoking weed, which I do, and if you like hilarious comedies, 
which I do. You will love this movie. It's great. It's one of the happy Madison productions created by Adam Sandler's production team that does not have him in it, which is surprising because I do love Adam Sandler. I think he's hilarious. He's loud. He's obnoxious. He is a funny guy. But this is the one movie that doesn't have him in it that's produced by him that I love the most. So see it, Grandma's Boy, my number one favorite comedy of all time. Coming in closely at number two of Peter Hanks' favorite comedy movie of all time, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. I watch this movie every single Thanksgiving. It is still funny every time. I still laugh out loud every time. I know every single word to this movie. I even know the John Candy speech. I'm not going to recite it because everyone has heard it a million times. But Trains, Planes, and Automobiles is the best. I'm telling you, when you combine John Candy with Steve Martin, you cannot go wrong. That comedy duo is perfection. Steve Martin is hilarious, and he's especially the best when he's a cynical, angry old man who just is fed up with everyone else's BS and throughout the entire movie gets more and more irritated by his counterpart in the film and by the end just snaps, and it is amazing to watch. If you have somehow lived under a rock for so long that you have never seen Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, I beg you to watch it at least one time next month before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving Day. And you will thank me so very much for making that suggestion to you. So, number one, Grandma's Boy. Number two, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Coming in at number three on Peter Hank's favorite comedy movies of all time. What about Bob? Yes, What About Bob? Starring Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. This movie is amazing. To this day, it still holds true as one of the great comedies of all time. It's a 90s movie, so if you don't like old stuff, you're not going to like this. But if you do like movies about a man suffering from every psychiatric issue you could possibly imagine, this is for you. It's basically about Bill Murray, who has, you know, issues with his past, his present, his future. He's got my wife left me issues. He's got just depression, bipolar disorder. He has everything under the sun that any psychologist would have to figure out a massive plan to cure him of. And that man for that task is Richard Dreyfus in this movie, who plays a psychiatrist and is somehow appointed the task of fixing this freak show of a human being played by Bill Murray named Bob. And throughout the entire movie, Bob slowly but surely destroys Richard Dreyfus' entire life, but ends up at the end 100% cured, while in, in turn swapping the craziness over to Richard Dreyfus instead, which is just perfect. You have to see it if you haven't seen it. What about Bob? Number three on my list. Coming in at number four, Hot Tub Time Machine. I know I'm going to get judged for this movie because... As far as quality movies go, it's probably not as 
high up on my list as the other ones. But as far as one of my favorite comedies, yeah, it's up there. And it's because it's starring Craig Robinson, which I love that guy. He's so funny. It's got John Cusack in it, which, you know, I typically don't even like John Cusack. He's always doing like romance movies and stuff. But lately I do love him in the show Utopia. But he is great in Hot Tub Time Machine. And I'm telling you, that movie makes me laugh from beginning to end. Every part of it's funny, including the cameo by Chevy Chase and the 80s references and throwbacks and the fact that they actually use a time machine that's a hot tub to go back into the 80s is mind-blowingly funny and I love every single part of it. I even like number two, not as much, but Hot Tub Time Machine, number four for sure on my list of most enjoyed comedies of all time. Coming in at number five, now I have a tie here. So technically I'm going to give you six movies. You know, it's impossible for me to choose the number five. You know, I have a list of a hundred of my favorite, but I'm only giving you five anyways. But number five is tied between Mrs. Doubtfire and Beer Fest. Two movies from completely opposite ends of the spectrum of comedy. One starring Robin Williams and he, you know, is just an, a madman who is so nuts about his children and so in love with his family that when his wife chooses to, to divorce him, he turns into a female housekeeper so that he can be close to them and trick his ex-wife into letting him spend more time with his children. And the entire thing unfolds and it's hilarious and it has Pierce Brosnan in it. I'm telling you. I don't know how it would be possible for you to be alive this day listening to the podcast and not see Mrs. Doubtfire, but if there's a chance that you haven't seen it, stop listening to me right now and go watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Tied with Mrs. Doubtfire, I said, is Beerfest. And Beerfest is created and starring all the guys from the Broken Lizard production company. They do Super Troopers. They do Tacoma FD, the show. I mean, this set of individuals are some of the funniest guys I've ever seen on any sort of film ever. I love all their movies. They're all amazing. But I especially love Beer Fest. And I can watch it any single day. And it just inspires me to want to drink beer. And I don't even drink. So it's crazy to me how awesome this movie is. It's about Germany, which is my background. You can tell by my last name, which means Melchus in German, Hengst. It is about these guys in America who want to prove that they are just as capable of slugging down heavy beers all day at a contest. And so they go to a beer fest in Germany. But it's mostly about proving that one of the guys in the group is actually directly related to a man who created this special beer recipe that's the number one beer in Germany. And, you know, it's just an amazing comedy with these guys. If you have not seen Beer Fest, I have no idea who you are and you are nothing to me. Just kidding, of course. Watch Beer Fest. It is totally worth it. Even if you don't drink. I'm telling you, I do not drink anymore. But I watch that movie. By the end of it, I want a beer. It's crazy. And it's awesome. Check it out. Those are... 
my five favorite comedy movies of all time for the Peter Gabbett 300th episode special. I hope you enjoyed them because coming up next is my favorite comedy TV shows. My top five coming up next. Here it is, folks. I know you're excited. You probably actually think this is stupid, what I'm doing, but I don't care. This is my And I say I'm doing my lists of favorites, and right now is my list of five favorite comedy shows of all time. Dun, dun, dun. Coming in at number... I'm going to do a reverse this time. I'm going to do five to one. I should have done that before. With the, with the movies, but you know, I made a mistake. So I'm coming in at number five first for my fifth favorite TV show, comedy-wise, of all time. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm telling you, folks, this show is so popular and so beloved by comedy lovers everywhere. It is on, like, its millionth season, and it's not going anywhere soon. It actually started out with such a low budget they were convinced that Danny DeVito was like on a downtrend of his career because he took like less than $500,000 for the first entire season. And it got so popular after that, he's now getting paid a ridiculous amount of money per episode. And so are all these guys. And one of the creators of the show is one of the actors in it. And it just makes it so off-the-wall crazy and funny. These guys get into situations that are just ridiculous and a lot of the times have to do with real-life scenarios that you or I get mixed into, but of course, spun into a more outrageous version of that to the extent in which it would make even the most unhappy and angry individual laugh out loud. This show is great. If you have never seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, then I honestly, I don't know you. I don't know you. And you need to see it. Coming in at number four on the all-time funniest comedy shows, according to me, Friends. I know I'm going to get judged for this. I know uh, it seems like I have maybe 25% of people in my life that hate the show Friends. They've never watched it as religiously as me. They don't think it's funny. They like The Office instead. And, you know, there's all these reasons why they don't like Friends. I don't know how that's possible. When you have Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Bro Matthew Perry, almost said Matthew Broderick, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, and Courtney Cox in a show together. I don't know if they were all household names before Friends, because I was pretty young back then, but they certainly are now, and they are all world-famous actors because of the show, friends. It was the most popular show by far growing up. It was probably almost as popular as another show that's on my list that I'll get to soon. Either way, I don't know how you could possibly have not seen at least one episode of Friends, but if you haven't, then seriously, tonight, get on some streaming service that has friends and watch an entire season of it and it will change your life forever. To this day, 
Every single episode is relevant and funny, and they're dynamic, the way they bounce off each other, each character, and the cameos throughout the seasons include just the most off-the-wall people, Bruce Willis, Jeff Goldblum, John Favreau, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm telling you, the list goes on and on. I could continue just talking about cameos on the show Friends for the rest of the podcast, and I would still run over my time that I normally take. It's incredible. One of the best shows of all time. Number four on my list. Coming in at number three on greatest comedy shows of all time, according to myself, if anyone cares, Seinfeld. I mean, obviously that would be on this list. Some people believe it to be the single best comedy live action show of all time. I mean, I don't know why I would call it live action. Just show that's not animated. The funniest non-animated TV show of all time, in most people's opinion, is Seinfeld. Seinfeld is right up there with MASH for our parents. Our parents loved MASH. You know, actually, my parents loved Seinfeld, too, surprisingly enough. It was the one way we, we both connected. But I absolutely love this show. Jerry is not a great actor. He's not. He laughs the entire time, every episode, every season. But he's still funny. He is a comedian, a stand-up comedian, and he is one of those comedians that simply points out things in the world, an observational humor comedian that makes us laugh and wonders, why do we do this? Why do we do that? What's up with this? What's up with that? And by taking that version of comedy and spinning it into a sitcom about nothing, starring Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jerry Seinfeld and all these great cameo actors in those mo- in those shows too, I'm telling you, it is 100% probably the most complete live, not live, but human TV show of all time, hands down, nobody can beat it. Which is why my number two and number one on the list happen to both be animated. Number two, I think we can all agree, had to be in the top list of five comedies of all time, TV show-wise, The Simpsons. You knew it was going to happen. You knew The Simpsons would be on the list eventually. If, if The Simpsons isn't in your top five, then you're a weirdo. I'm sorry, you're just flat out a weirdo. It has been in our lives for like 30 years. The Simpsons is one of the longest running shows of all time, is going nowhere quick because it's going to stay on our TVs every Sunday with a new episode on Fox until we die. It is never going away. Matt Groening was from Oregon. The show is about Oregon. Whether people like it or not, it's about Springfield, Oregon, where there's a power plant and the streets have the same names as the characters. There's Flanders Street. And, you know, I'm telling you, the reason this show has always hit the spot for me is because the style of comedy of this show is the exact sort of comedy I grew up with, having grown up in Oregon, not far from the setting of the show itself. And 
I love every single thing about it. We all grew up with The Simpsons. That's enough explanation for that. Coming in at number one on the Peter Gabbett podcast, favorite comedy shows of all time. I think you know what I'm going to say. Family Guy. It is my favorite show of all shows. Whether it's comedy, drama, action, anything. Any show I've ever seen. Nothing comes near striking the style of comedy deep inside me that Seth MacFarlane does with every single episode of The Family Guy. I am obsessed with this show. Because of my obsession with this show, I am so obsessed with Seth MacFarlane. I've watched every Cleveland Show episode, which is not nearly as great. I've watched every American Dad episode, which is pretty dang funny, but still not as good as Family Guy. And I've watched every single Orville episode, which a lot of people don't know is a Star Trek spin-off joke type show that Seth MacFarlane also created. And I've even seen Seth MacFarlane live in concert when he sang some of the most famous American old songs at an orchestra setting with a live symphony to back him up and a somewhat comedy show combination in downtown San Diego on the Bayfront, and it was amazing. I'm telling you, there's no producer, writer, creator I respect more than Seth MacFarlane. He's actually a pretty good actor. If you've never seen A Thousand Ways to Die in the West, it's also funny. But Family Guy is by far his golden goose, the best thing he's ever created, and the best comedy show of all time, in my opinion. If you don't like Family Guy, I don't know if I can like you. I'm going to be honest about that. Like, if you actually are against Family Guy, if you're like, hey, I hate it, I don't watch that show, it's terrible, well, that's my exact opinion of you then. Thank you very much for listening to the 300th episode special of the Peter Gabbett Podcast with my favorite comedy shows and my favorite comedy movies. I can't believe I've made it this far, folks. It's all because of my listeners like you. I appreciate you all so much. I ain't going nowhere, I'll tell you that much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain on track to reach 365, so stick with me through the whole thing, and I think you'll be surprised on my final episode what I do I don't even know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to surprise me too. It's going to be miraculous. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be absurd. That's how I am. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I will talk to you all tomorrow. In honor of my 300th episode, folks, I'm going to play you the song that plays in the background of my intro on every episode. So if you've never really heard this song in its entirety you can finally understand why I've chosen it as the background to the intro of the Peter Gabbett podcast. It's one of my favorite underground hip-hop songs of all time by my favorite rapper ever and one of the best entertainers I've ever seen and met in person. Atmosphere, a.k.a. Slug, real name Sean Daly, with God's Bathroom Floor. Here it is.